Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. This is Robert Rogers. If you are looking for ideas that can help you get relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's, you've come to the right place. Parkinson's Recovery provides resources, support, and information to all persons who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. My show today is an interview with a most amazing woman. I've actually known Karen for now about four years. When I first met her, uh, she was struggling with the symptoms of Parkinson's. She had many, many uh, symptoms, and uh, she decided that she was going to reverse all of that. And what you're going to hear in this interview is that by George, she has. She is genuinely on the road to recovery. I have a couple of short stories that are not in the actual interview. One of them is that after the interview, Karen told me that over the holidays, she went to the movies with her husband, Glenn, and they actually saw the Avatar movie, which I understand is a, is a big popular movie uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks. And she said that normally when she would go to a movie, she would be anxious and worried throughout that at the end of the movie, she wouldn't be able to actually stand up and walk out of the movie theater and get to her car. But this time, she went to the movie, had no anxiety, there was no anxiousness, no worry about being able to get back to the car, and of course, at the end, yes, indeed, she was able to get up as smoothly and effortlessly as everyone else and walk her way to the car effortlessly. Karen also mentioned another story of people who had not seen her for a year, uh, friends, and when they saw her, apparently they were dazzled. They were amazed. They could hardly believe that Karen was the same person. So this is an amazing interview. You might want to have a pencil and paper ready because she's going to give you a lot of ideas of things that she has done for herself that have made a big difference to her recovery. Wonderful ideas. So uh, get ready. Hang on to the edge of your seats. This is an amazing interview with an amazing woman. Tell us your experience when you first learned that you were diagnosed with Parkinson's. It was a very um, frustrating time because I could, was in denial and couldn't believe that I would have an old people's disease. <laughs> what I perceived as an old people's disease. My grandfather had Parkinson's disease and w- when he was quite a lot older. And so... Um, I, I still at times think some of my symptoms are um, something else, but it's all kind of uh, rolls in together and and uh, several excellent uh, neurologists have diagnosed that this thing called Parkinson's is what I'm challenged with. But it was a frustrating time wanting to find the the information that would um, be effective in helping me function better and feel better. And at the time, Robert Rogers' program was not available, Parkinson's Recovery. I don't know if it even been started yet. You were the inspiration, Karen, you and others. It was difficult to find other people that were trying alternative things. 
I was very, very fortunate in that the neurologist I was working with had been practicing for, I don't know, 40-some years, and he was very supportive, somewhat skeptical, but very supportive of, of my taking the alternative approach. And when I turned down medications, I said, I don't think I need medications right now. I need to get my life in balance and get my health in balance. And he was very supportive. And even when I would come back and check in, he would say, um, well, I think you're doing very well. You're holding your ground. And and uh, the same thing with the uh, family physician doctor, the primary care doctor. Um, I guess I would say I've been very blessed to find good support with all of the people that I have worked with with different therapies that I mentioned and also with family and friends. But back to the frustration at first, I did, for a long time I didn't want to talk about it or tell people that anybody thought I had Parkinson's, partly because I kept thinking, well, then pretty soon they're going to say it's misdiagnosed and I didn't have Parkinson's and then people will think I made it all up. <laughs> and then I also believe that sometimes our belief systems influence what we have or don't have or what we do or don't do. So um, I, I still think I don't want to um, believe too much in this condition that they call Parkinson's. Um, what I want to do now is do whatever I can to turn around as many symptoms as I can and prove that not all the symptoms are lasting. And that that is true. I've been able to do that to a certain extent for short periods of time with the um, cranial sacral work or the three-person healing that Deborah and Roger, Robert and Anne do. On the acupuncture, some people, even in uh, the alternative support group, are... Uh, uneasy with going in and having somebody put needles in their uh, body, but I've found that it relieves symptoms so much that a, a little bit of a needling doesn't bother me at all. Does it hurt very much for the needles to be poked in your body? Maybe a little tiny bit at first, and then that goes away. Uh, so I've had a couple times where I've had what I would call pain with the needles maybe in one spot and then gradually it would get better. Only once in many, many treatments have I ever had a, a pain that didn't go away. Um, but the interesting story about acupuncture, how I learned about it and how I decided it would be okay is that we had a, a cat that was elderly and was having spasms and trouble walking. Um, muscle spasms and trouble walking and somewhat like what I later had and the the cat was so miserable that I had heard about a well the veterinarian didn't have anything more to do for the cat and I heard about a veterinarian that did acupuncture and so I took the cat to her and held the cat in in my arms and as she, as she got the needle, she didn't like the first needle very well, but then gradually she just totally came into another uh, relaxed state that 
where she was very comfortable, and then that would last for a week or two, and then we'd go back to the veterinarian and have another acupuncture treatment. Several years ago, my balance was off so that um, it was hard even to walk down a hallway, and I'd if I had to walk in narrow places like doorways, I'd feel like I was going to hit something, and now I can walk with confidence and and go places and do things where for a while I was really afraid to go out and walk on my own. Another very influential person through his book has been John Coleman, the naturopath from Australia. Uh, his book was very inspirational and in giving me the idea that I can feel better and and that these symptoms don't have to be forever. And I should back up and say the other thing that's made the most difference for me is a change in diet, which was early on. I'd been eating lots of processed foods and packaged foods. <clears throat> and the naturopath that I worked with did a test and told me not to eat soy or... Actually, for a while, I didn't eat fruit and I didn't eat uh, grain and potatoes together. It sounded kind of strange, but um, I started feeling better when I changed my diet. And I guess the big thing was completely leaving out sugar of any kind, like um, corn syrup, um, fructose, any, any kind of sugar, any kind of sweetener. <clears throat> so I don't eat foods with those in them, uh, except maybe just a little bit. And another part of what's helping me feel better is uh, connecting with other people in prayer and meditation group. And we have a facilitator named Arlene Arnold who does transformational therapy. And so she's helped all of us grow and learn and and she's on the website under Transformational Tools and Arlene Arnold. So she spells her name how exactly? Um, A-R-L-E-N-E and then Arnold, A-R-N-O-L-D. I think those are the main things that I have to talk about that um, I, I really appreciate. Oh, I guess one of the main things that I was very fortunate was to be in a study with Robert Rogers and Deborah Russell and uh, Ann Egerton, and they did what they called three-person healing, and um, we had excellent results. I was uh, would feel better for several days to a week after a treatment and I'm appreciative that they have continued to work with Parkinson's and to be kind of a clearinghouse for alternatives. It's hard to get information sometimes about what's effective with Parkinson's and what other people are doing. It's hard to find people that um, are trying alternative things. Another thing that has really helped in the uh, Portland area is a group called Parkinson's Pioneers, and 
that's a group of people that get together once a month and talk about alternative um, support for uh, helping with Parkinson's disease. Does this group have guest speakers, or do you just get together and talk among yourselves about what you're doing? Um, we do both, but we do have guest speakers. And uh, many people in the group were a part of uh, Robert's study. I appreciated all the work done there. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery, and you are listening to my previously recorded interview with Karen, who is talking about all the different kinds of things that she has done to get relief from her symptoms. If you're interested in getting information in our free newsletter, you can sign up by going to the main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com, and there's a place there where all you have to do is to enter your email address. I'm going to be writing about the kind of work that we're going to be doing in our workshops on the Parkinson's Recovery Cruise to Alaska, which leaves on May the 3rd. Seven-day cruise goes up to Glacier Bay National Park, and visits a number of those outstanding ports in that wonderful state of Alaska. We're the first cruise out of the hopper, so to speak, so we're going to see Glacier Bay National Park uh, right after uh, the park is woken up after a uh, sleepy winter time. And, of course, the workshops, uh, all the work that we'll be doing uh, will be free, and uh, it will be work that uh, really uh, you've never seen before because we're just creating some health self-help uh, self techniques that people can use to be able to get the sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. So we're going to introduce some of the discoveries that we have made in the work that we're doing here in Olympia, Washington. Now back to my interview with Karen. Tell us what it was like when you were first diagnosed with Parkinson's. It was very, very frustrating. And I was very discouraged, and um, uh, I was having trouble uh, uh, with energy. I was getting very tired and having trouble moving and walking like I normally did. There didn't seem to be a, a lot of people who knew about any alternative uh, support for Parkinson's disease. I, I read about... Uh, some different things, and have always been interested in in alternatives for supporting good health. So uh, one of the first things I did was talk to a naturopath who worked within the medical system, and he had a couple of great at-home remedies. One of them was the hydrotherapy. My husband and I call them the hot and cold packs. And we put hot towels on my chest for five minutes, as hot as I can stand them, and then cold towels that are icy cold for ten minutes. And then the same thing on my back. I roll over and, and uh, have the hot towels on my back for five minutes and then the cold towels for ten minutes. And this uh, seems to help with detoxing and helping all my... Um, organs and and uh, systems in my body work effectively. 
you don't have to buy any particular special equipment to do this then. You don't have to have special towels to do this? No, just old towels that you can... Actually, the lighter weight uh, towels were the best because they dry out sooner for the next hydrotherapy. Oh, and when I wasn't feeling well, we uh, were doing this every day, the hydrotherapy treatment, and I would do it in the evening because that was a time when I'd be tired and be especially. It also helped um, relax stiff neck and shoulder muscles. And I also did some affirmations and some uh, meditation during that time when I was resting and having the hydrotherapy. Tried not to worry, but it was a time which was more uh, where I was more fearful and worrisome, like, oh, what's going to happen? And I wish I had been connected with more people at that time, like that I've heard in interviews on Parkinson's recovery who are doing well. It was kind of a, a scary thing that uh, to think about the gloom and doom aspects that many people think of with Parkinson's. And that was another reason I didn't like to talk to people very much about uh, being diagnosed with Parkinson's because um, I did read that some people don't have the gloom and doom. You know, if they live for a long time and they can still do normal activities and that they don't have such a terrible time with it. So this first therapy that you describe is something that anyone can do if they have a couple of towels and access to hot and cold water. Right. And you call it hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy. And they do do classes on that at the uh, naturopathic college, but I haven't had a I haven't gone there to take a class. We just have some written directions, uh, which actually I could give you the written directions for the hydrotherapy. It's just a pretty standard, just what I described. Uh, what else do you do that's something anyone can do and doesn't cost a cent? Oh, well, another one is the meditation, uh, relaxation time. So now I've gotten to where I can just go off into meditation or relaxation almost anywhere. And if I'm, even if I'm visiting somewhere and, and I've been sitting for a long time and the neck and shoulders get stiff, I either stand up and do some stretches or sometimes just stretch out on the floor and let all those muscles relax. Another thing that does cost a few cents is the Epsom salts bath, and the Epsom salts is expensive at the drugstore, so the naturopath told us about buying the big 50-pound bag at the feed store. That's what they use to give uh, bathe horses. I put five cups in the bathtub and fill the bathtub with hot water and soak in there for uh, about 10 minutes, no longer than 15 minutes. Sometimes I would do that even before the hot and cold therapy and do both, but uh, now I do one or the other and and uh, more like once in a while when I'm not feeling well. But for a while I did the both of those every day to feel better. I know you mentioned uh, earlier that you've used acupuncture as a therapy that's been helpful. Can you tell people something about what it's like to get an acupuncture treatment? 
Oh, you um, go in and and uh, remain pretty much fully clothed. Uh, some acupuncturists, if they are going to do a, well, let's start with just a, a average treatment. It would be uh, stretching out on the massage table uh, with clothes on and and shoes and socks off and jacket off and have some needles in the hands and arms and head and feet and any place where there was like if my knee's bothering me they'll put a needle in my knee maybe but the needles just go in very easily and they're not painful for the most part occasionally there's a needle that will uh, be painful for a little while and then it goes away I just kind of take a few deep breaths and it goes away but I think many people are fearful, like my daughter is fearful of needles, and and uh, because of the benefit of the treatment, I don't think it's uh, very scary because the the treatment is so helpful. They put the needles in in the same places every time. There's certain places that uh, seem to be standard, and then sometimes special places if there's attention to a certain place that's painful or causing trouble or the the, uh, acupuncturist um, asks questions about how you're feeling and and, uh, determines where the needles are needed and sometimes they have other procedures where you might need to put a gown on like you would for a medical exam and they have uh, something they call cupping. I've only had that once. Uh, There's some electrodes they can put on the needles too. So there's additional things. And some acupuncturists use more needles than others. Some just use a few needles and seem to get a very strong response. And there are certain points, I I can't name them, but... uh, Acupuncturists that are used to working with Parkinson's seem to have certain points that that are favorite places. And uh, I'm suspecting, and several practitioners have told me they think so too, that um, uh, someday we'll find certain, whether it's pressure points or acupuncture points or or, uh, energy places on the body that need attention, that help us get rid of whatever the cause of of uh, discomfort or d- disease is. After you get a treatment, do you pretty much instantly feel better, able to walk better, and overall are just in better shape? Uh, sometimes and sometimes not. Sometimes I feel better later that day or even the next day. Um, but usually... I feel better, you know, walking out of a treatment. But sometimes it may depend on other things, like if I'm hungry or tired or I've exercised hard that day or something else that makes a difference too. What else have you done that's really helped? Let's see. The... The three-person healing that we did in the research study with you 
and Deborah and Anne has really helped. And I've kind of narrowed that down to the craniosacral work. And there's even something about uh, traction on my neck and the pressure points in the back of my head when a chiropractor or a physical therapist or um, other modalities, people using other modalities of healing do the neck traction and work with those pressure points, then I feel better too. But it's more dramatic with the three-person healing that's where one person holds the neck and head and works with those points and muscles, and another person works with the feet. So, so it's like having um, foot reflexology and twina and uh, massage therapy and chiropractic and all the different modalities rolled into one healing touch. Had you ever had acupuncture and cranial sacral therapy before the symptoms of Parkinson's showed? I had had acupuncture for the neck and shoulder injuries, and it was very helpful in helping those muscles relax. So it was before the symptoms of Parkinson's that I started the acupuncture. So what else is on the list of therapies that you found have been useful and helpful to you? Oh, exercise is probably one of the biggest ones that I can do on my own that doesn't cost anything. I've been very fortunate to be in a exercise study where they're finding out that it makes a huge difference in uh, what people can do. And I've... Um, gained a lot from where I was a couple about three years ago I was having a great deal of trouble with balance and with walking and moving and uh, now I feel much more confident to go to classes to exercise or to go out and walk on my own or to go to the mall with a friend for a while I didn't feel I could go any place without somebody like my husband that would understand and and give me extra help or arm if I needed it. And occasionally I do now, too, if I get tired. But for the most part, I, I feel like I, I can move pretty confidently. Is there any specific emphasis in the exercise classes as to a form of exercise to choose? I'm very lucky to get to go to a Pilates class where the instructor uh, <coughs> works with other Pilates instructors who are all focusing on Parkinson's. So... They all have um, general uh, classes, and then they have some classes focused on targeting uh, things with Parkinson's, like the preventing the stooping forward or helping with balance. So in the Pilates for Parkinson's class, she has us do things like stand on one leg or... or um, do balancing exercises and then do exercises to counteract the weakness in, in legs or arms. So strengthening exercises. So she usually does strengthening and balance and uh, particularly has us do what, what will help the 
individual needs of people in the group. And another thing that doesn't cost very much that they've had us do in the Pilates classes and and actually a podiatrist told me about too is to have a, I don't know what they're called, their little ball that has, it's a little rubber ball like a cat plays with or or like um, they have them at exercise places too. I'm trying to think. Uh, they're about one inch to one and a half inches circular. And I keep a couple of those under the table where I sit. And then when I have pain in my feet, I roll my feet on those balls. And it helps uh, the pain go away. And that's another balance exercise that they do in our classes for Pilates is to stand on one leg and roll the, that ball. It could even be as big as a tennis ball. Sometimes they use tennis balls. So sometimes for the first few minutes or the last few minutes of class, they'll have us do those. But I do them almost every day just because it relieves pain so much. So that's another relatively inexpensive uh, alternative treatment. Now, if you compare yourself back three or four years ago to where you're at today, uh, it sounds like what you're saying is that your symptoms are are much relieved and you are doing much, much better. That is, you are on the road to recovery. Is that right? I'm, I'm feeling much better than I was um, three years ago or four years ago. I've had a lot of strategies that that have re- really helped um, all these little little things that we're talking about plus some big things too like support from uh, family and friends and and research studies like the one that you did and the uh, ones that they do at the uh, university have been very very helpful so this being Thanksgiving month, I need to say how thankful I am for all the support and and all the exciting new developments that are happening to uh, uh, turn around the symptoms of, of the thing we call Parkinson's. I'm Robert Rogers, and you're listening to my previously recorded interview with Karen. After the interview, Karen called me up and said, I've got an additional piece of information for the hydrotherapy procedure that I described in the interview. And what she wanted me to be sure and add is for the hot and cold packs that you put on your chest and your back, you want to also make sure to put a blanket on top because she said you can get chilled and that's not a good thing because that can actually create some disease. So when you put uh, both a hot uh, towel on for the five minutes or the cold towel on for ten minutes, be sure to put a blanket over that so that you don't get chilled. Uh, and she says it's a, it's a powerful technique and what I'll do is take the written instructions once I actually get those from her and I'll put those on the Parkinson's recovery blog so you'll be able to read them there. 
I'll ask really everyone that I interview the question, well, what can somebody do for free that will help them get relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's? And I now have actually a very, very long list of suggestions from healthcare professionals, medical doctors, naturopaths, physical therapists, all sorts of individuals who have incredible expertise, who have given me great ideas, and I'm going to be putting those out on the newsletter. So if you're not already subscribed, be sure to put your email in so that you can get these suggestions and these tips uh, that really are wonderful things to do that, again, do not cost you a cent. I've taken everything that I've learned from my library research, from my review of the literature, and from my many, many, many interviews with individuals who both had the symptoms of Parkinson's and healthcare professionals who treat individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. And I summarize those in my new book, which I've just released, which is called Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease. You can uh, get further information about my new book, which is available both as a download Download or as a print book by visiting the following website, www.parkinsonsdisease.me. So it's all one word, the word Parkinson's joined together with the word disease and then dot M-E. Now we return to my previously recorded interview with Karen. Since first being diagnosed with the symptoms of Parkinson's, has your diet changed? Uh, somewhat. I was always quite careful about my diet, mainly um, to be careful about not gaining weight and to have good nutrition. When I was diagnosed with Parkinson's, many friends would say, well, they couldn't believe that, that I'd have any disease at all because I was so healthy and and uh, always did a lot of exercise like skiing and hiking and and walking. And I was always pretty careful compared to most people about what I ate. But I found that there were quite a few places that I could um, make improvements. And that was with the help of an excellent naturopath who did some testing. Asked, this is when I was feeling really uh, low energy and and not good at all. And so he said, don't eat sugar of any kind. He had a whole couple of pages, a whole report of things to be careful about. No soy, no sugar, no processed foods, no artificial colors, flavors. I mean, that lets out about everything except what you make from scratch at home. Oh, and then taking a couple of tablespoons of brewer's yeast with breakfast and lunch. Later, the naturopath added in uh, cod liver oil, which I argued against, but do feel better and needed the vitamin D. And that was a, a teaspoon at breakfast and a teaspoon of lunch of cod liver oil. Um, but mainly getting rid of the processed foods and the sugar uh, has really, really helped. Let's see, drinking lots of water. One of the therapies that you mentioned uh, has been useful is cranial sacral therapy. Tell people something about what that is. I'm I'm not sure how people are trained. That different people that say they do cranial sacral work, it's somewhat different. But um, in the work that's been most effective, they 
uh, stretch my neck and hold my head gently and work with the pressure points on my head, kind of like a massage and kind of like holding traction. So I don't know all the things that a cranial sacral massage person does, but I know that they can work with the the neck and spine, and it seems to open up, um, help open up the spine so that the energy flows better, and I'm I'm not sure how it works. I'm not either. (laughs) (laughs) But it does, it it is very, very effective. Um, So any kind of of traction. The uh, chiropractor showed my husband how to do traction with a towel, or the physical therapist, I guess, showed him. They both do kind of a head and neck traction which is somewhat similar to the craniosacral work, only the craniosacral work is very, very gentle. Whatever it is that they do, uh, it helps me feel better for several days. You have also received the services of a podiatrist or a foot doctor. How was that helpful? What happened in that experience that wound up being useful to you? There's another place where there's a, a lot of different opinions about what's best. And, of course, my question is, well, what's best if you have Parkinson's and have a lot of trouble with the balance issues and with walking and foot pain? And and uh, it's still undetermined uh, what causes the foot pain. It, for me, it might be old injuries. It might be the Parkinson's. It might be arthritis. So there's a, a lot of questions about what the cause is and then what the remedy is. Uh, some people that say orthotics and and then I went to one podiatrist who was highly recommended by several friends and he has gotten people back running and, and uh, doing sports that were having a lot of foot trouble. And the first thing he suggested was get rid of those orthotics which I did, and then I had more foot pain. But it did help strengthen my feet and uh, did help my balance. And after after a while, we compromised. So I go barefoot when I'm at home or in someone's home whenever I can. And uh, if I'm out on a walk like a hike, I wear shoes that do have some orthotics. I've tried going without the orthotics, but then I get pain in different parts of the feet that I didn't have before. And so I'm trying some of both. And I was in a balance study where they were um, actually testing my balance, and it seemed to be as good or better with the orthotics. So I think what happened was when I was wearing the orthotics, I had some other things um, happening where I was feeling better and and moving better, and so uh, my balance improved. So what you're saying is that the recommendation would be go without shoes and you'll feel better. Uh, that's certainly the recommendation from uh, the podiatrist that advocates no orthotics, um, but I'm still working with orthotics, too. So for me, I guess there's a balance between the with and the without. And it may 
it probably is a very individual matter. There's more coming out now in the newspaper and in articles about uh, even people running marathons barefoot or almost barefoot with very little foot support. And I think they have different feet than I have, but I, 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 there's various other ways, too, to get connected with the ground, like um, pebble mats with... Uh, that's something I haven't tried yet, but I'm interested in looking into. And uh, certain shoes uh, put the body in a flatter, more normal uh, barefoot walking position. So I think there's more and more attention being paid to that. Before the interview, uh, you were teaching me how to make loud no noises with my mouth so that we could get ready for the interview and clear our throats and so we could be strong and project our voices. So where did those lessons come from? I was fortunate to be able to take the Lee Silverman voice training. Lee Silverman was a, a woman who had Parkinson's disease and uh, she had some speech therapy and the speech therapy made such a difference in her life that her family started the Lee Silverman voice training I, I think they gave an endowment to uh, helping train other people. And I was a guinea pig there, too. I, I received a notice that I could come free for some sessions with some teachers learning the Lee Silverman method. And so I thought, well, this sounds interesting. And uh, it was a very fun experience. Uh, those of us who were guinea pigs... Uh, had kind of practiced teachers doing the lessons and it was such a good experience and uh, uh, they talked about the data and it was so amazing there's there's charts and graphs and data of how effective this program is that I signed up to do the Lee Silverman training from a trained uh, speech therapist and it was an excellent experience and the very interesting thing about it is that they they keep it simple. They say, remember to talk big and loud. And what's interesting is that if I'm out for a walk and I start to ha struggle with my movement, if I say those words, walk big, walk loud, swing your arms, move your feet, big, loud, big, loud, then I can move more easily, too. And then on days when I do, which should be every day, I'm striving for every day to do my voice exercises. When I do my voice exercises, I just feel better. It's like, oh, that's a good way to start the day or, or end the day if I'm tired. Do the voice exercises and and even some face exercises to keep those muscles working. I had been paying a lot of attention to the big muscles and not too much to the speech muscles. So that has been amazingly helpful. But I'm sure there's a website and lots of good information about the Lee Silverman voice training, and I would highly recommend that. And, and it's all over the United States and all over the world, in fact. I received a newsletter from them, and... They're training people in other countries, too. What are some of the other therapies that you've tried that have been useful? 
Um, I have some friends who are trained in healing touch, and and they call it healing touch, but they don't necessarily uh, touch the body. They just work with the energy around the body, and that has been amazing. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery, and you're listening to my previously recorded incredible interview with Karen. I want to uh, encourage everyone listening to this program to consider joining us on our cruise to Alaska, which departs on May the 3rd from Seattle, a seven-day cruise. The actual cost of this is minimal compared to what you typically pay for a vacation. The introductory rate, which I think might still be on, not sure, but I think $100 a day or thereabouts is all you have to pay in order to be able to join us on the cruise. And what you're going to be able to do is to meet people just like Karen and find out from them what they've been doing to get incredible relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. We're convening a critical mass of individuals who are dedicated dedicated to their recovery and who will be able to give you incredible motivation to be able to do all the things that you need to do to get relief from your own symptoms. Next week on my radio program, which airs weekly at 11 o'clock in the morning a.m., Thursdays, Pacific Time, and 2 o'clock Eastern Time, I have a very, very special guest, which I have just interviewed. That's Dr. Suzanne Jonas. Now, her topic is going to be one that she'll think is not going to be of great interest to you personally. But I'm here to tell you that she's talking about the future of medicine. What she'll add, the actual subject of the radio program actually is music medicine. What Dr. Jonas does is she uses frequencies and she programs those for individuals uh, to be able to uh, restore the frequencies that are too low in that particular individual's body. This is a fascinating line of work. It is cutting edge. She's one of the few people in the country that are doing this work. I was so excited to learn about what she's doing that I traveled from the West Coast, from Olympia, Washington, to Maryville, Tennessee, to actually interview her in person. So I want to encourage everyone to connect with the radio program next week. You're going to learn some fascinating things about the power of sound and how that can have a profound impact on giving relief from chronic conditions and symptoms of Parkinson's disease. So be sure to look forward to the uh, radio program next week. Now we return to the last segment of my previously recorded interview with Karen. Tell us some about your experience with Twina. What is that? Uh, Twina is a very gentle way of working with the body, even more gentle than a massage. And I'm not an expert on what it is, but I know that for me it is very helpful and effective. I've had a couple times where I've had uh, a crisis. Maybe I took uh, some medicine that didn't work, and I was in a difficult place with movement and 
and with even thinking that I could ever feel better again, like, oh no, what has happened? This is terrible. A, a lot of negative thinking because I was feeling so rotten. Um, both times I had excellent practitioners who understood Twina and who knew just exactly what to do to help my body relax and and uh, uh, work better, more effectively. I, a lot of times on the feet, I guess for me, because I have trouble with my feet, but I think Twin Awe can be on other parts of the body too, but it's a very gentle uh, approach from China. That's about all I know about it. That's a lot. Tell us some about feelings and how they seem to be connected to the symptoms of Parkinson's. Feelings like anxiety and fear. I, I've joked with people that I'm a recovering uh, worrier and I, I've gotten a lot better in living in the present and not being fearful or worried. Dwelling on the fears and worries and anxieties uh, just complicate things. So for for me, it's a lot better to um, go with the positive affirmations every day, to uh, use the website or other affirmations, use, use your website or other affirmations to um, think in a more positive tone and not get into the what-ifs and the worries. Do you put the affirmations up on mirrors or doors or walls, or do you just say them? I've done that in the past, but I mostly just say them. Or uh, take a situation that's challenging and try to turn it around into a a positive. Or sometimes uh, there was a time where I made a lot of notes on what I was doing it was, uh, especially early on when I was trying a lot of different things. It was like, well, what's making the most difference for me? I think all the things that we've talked about today could make a difference for me or for other people, but uh, it's an individual thing and it may be an individual. It may depend on where a person is in time and space or in their life or in what else is going on or... I tailor the affirmations to, to what's needed at the time. You've talked about a number of therapies that have been useful for you, acupuncture, cranial sacral. You've talked about exercise, about diet. What are some of the other therapies that you've actually experimented with or tried that have been useful? One that's new to me that I haven't explored is the best technique. I have a cousin who is trained in that and she's done a couple of treatments for me that have been very effective, very much like the craniosacral. And uh, that's bioenergetic structural technique and some chiropractors do that technique. Uh, again, I haven't explored that one very much. That's new to me. Some of these are... Uh, presentations that we've had at our support group meetings. So I just know a little bit about them, and, and they are effective. Like when we have a meeting and, and we uh, participate in one of the therapies, 
we all feel better too. <laughs> uh, and that would include pranic healing and and um, drumming, toning, um, body talk, uh, the Bowen method. I think we've that's those are the main ones. That's an impressive list of uh, therapeutic possibilities for people. What would you like to say to a person who has just been diagnosed with the symptoms of Parkinson's? Um, this is an exciting time and that there's great hope for minimizing any symptoms and I, I think great hope for treatments that will, I'd like to say, get rid of the disease. Is there anything else that you'd like people to know before we end this discussion? Uh, just how grateful and thankful I am that um, there are so many choices and so many different ways of approaching healing and feeling better. And I think we have many choices that haven't been available in the past that weren't available to my grandfather. And there's a lot more than just going to the doctor and getting a pill to take care of this, but uh, it also helps um, uh, helps us live a fuller, richer life. Thank you so much for being with us today, Karen. You're welcome. Thank you for all your work. This is Robert Rogers from Parkinson's Recovery. You have just listened to my previously recorded interview with Karen. If any of you would like to actually connect and talk with Karen further, please simply send me an email. That should be sent to Robert, R-O-B-E-R-T, at parkinsonsrecovery.com. So that's the word Parkinson's without an apostrophe and the word recovery joined together Dot com, dot com, and I'll forward that email to Karen, and she'll then uh, contact you through email, or if you'd like to leave your phone number, she could also return your call long distance. So if you have any questions for her, uh, feel free to email me, and in turn, I'll send that email to her. She doesn't have a website, and clearly she, she's not promoting any particular approach, uh, but if you'd like to pursue some additional questions, uh, please feel free. She'd be most happy to talk with you directly and personally. If you have any questions for me, feel free to email me. It's the same email address, robert at parkinsonsrecovery.com. I take questions and I answer questions. Many of them I don't have the answer to initially, but I'll do some research. I'll do some pontification. I'll I digest what I think is a reasonable answer. I'll write it up and then I'll send it back to you as well as post that on to the Parkinson's Recovery blog. Please consider coming with us and joining with us on the cruise to Alaska. You'll, of course, get a chance to meet Deborah and I and all of the other healthcare practitioners who will be demonstrating the exciting things that they're doing for people with Parkinson's to help them get relief from their symptoms. Probably the most exciting part of the cruise is going to be meeting other individuals who have figured out ways that they can get relief from the symptoms and finding out what they do, why they do it, and how they do it. 
there are going to be a number of people who uh, I already know are coming who have done incredible things with their lives and are truly on the road to recovery. It's one thing to listen to interviews at long distance, uh, interviews with people that you've never met, but I'm here to tell you it's another thing to actually look face-to-face with an individual who has been diagnosed with Parkinson's and find out the incredible things that they are doing to get compelling relief from their symptoms. Of course, another reason I'm going, another reason Deborah is going, is because of the healing nature of a cruise to Alaska. I've never seen Glacier Bay National Park, and so for me, this is going to be a first experience with, I think, one of the most beautiful parts of the Earth. So please consider joining us on the cruise to Alaska. We'd love to be able to see you there. You can get a link to additional information about the cruise to Alaska on the main page of the website. That's parkinsonsrecovery.com. Clearly, it's a vacation, seven-day vacation to one of the wonders of the world, but it's also an opportunity to get uh, exposure to some of the work that we're doing at Parkinson's Recovery that we've discovered is making a compelling difference in helping people be able to get relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. And, my friends, that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that you are on the road to recovery. Good day.